Welcome to Super Fight Freaks Podcast. It's been a while, but you know what that means. We got a fucking doozy ready for you. Uh, I'm your host, H-Town Hitler, and I'm joined by my guy, D-Raz, the Chinatown coon. D-Raz, let me know how you're doing. I'm doing really good, better than ever. Uh, uh, how are you doing? Doing good enough. Yeah. Doing, doing good enough to, to, to crank this out. Um, let's fucking get into it, man. Uh, it, it's It's been a while, so I, I, some of the notes, man, I got, I don't know how relevant they are, but, uh, you know, fucking everything we drop is pretty much gold. It's all things you haven't heard before. For sure. Things nobody else is going to say. Uh, so let's get into it, man. A couple of weeks ago was the uh, the the Paul card. It was like uh, Paul versus a Woodley, right? Yep, 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 yep. I watched that show. Uh, it wasn't that bad. Showtime's presentation, that, that's the first thing. You look at Triller, right? And Triller's trying to get these Zoomers, the kids with the fucking fades and the curly hair on top. That's who they're trying to attract. That's who they think they're attracting. So they put Snoop Dogg and like all these fucking ratty ass old black dudes that i don't know if anybody's ever heard of uh-huh. and uh you know they're singing they're dancing it's a fucking it's a horrible show to sit through right but, but i see what they're doing it's just you know you put a couple of uh of these types of people air quotes in charge and you know you get these much show decisions absolutely uh embarrassing however showtime with this paul versus woodley card dude it was perfect okay they had uh they had like a booth that they kept going back to back and mm-hmm. forth and it was the barstool guys and they were like uh giving you tips on betting uh and oh, as the show went like their little set got more and more chaotic they're loosening up their ties their bets were going to shit but it's really funny and it's like okay that's a decent way to save a little face and still go after that zoomer crowd but do it in a little like more respectable manner you think dude they were all wearing suits and nobody's wearing a fucking fubu jersey uh, nobody is wearing fucking basketball shorts, you know, with the ass hanging out. So it came off as professional, but with a little bit of humor injected, like it came off as professional, a little bit of like humor an appropriate injected. amount. Yeah. And, and honestly, if you didn't know who they were, you know, I think it, it was catering to the Zoomer crowd, which is fine. But if you didn't know who these guys were, you would have still enjoyed it because it's enjoyable. It was a little different. You know, okay. so, so, okay. so they're going back and forth to all the analysts and then he cut to these guys and they would just give you the odds. It was like Dave Portnoy, Big Cat. You know, personalities like that. And they were just, uh, yeah, giving you the odds. You know, that's all it was. And then they were betting and then telling you how they were doing. But it was, it was fucking perfect. All right. That sounds interesting. That does sound like a fun. Uh, that, that could get some laughs. That was funny. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know uh, what they were thinking on Trailer Trailer Sun and talked about how, you know, they have some rap performance in, in between all these fights. And he, you know, he said, you know, I can get, I don't mean to cut you off, but it's old white guys buying this shit. Yeah. That's no, that's what he said. He said, look, he's, I can guarantee you nobody that came there to watch, you know, Holyfield versus Belfort uh, also came to see that, that, you know, that little musical performance. He was like, we didn't come to see that. And then he was like, and then he's like, you know, I can guarantee the, and he, you know, he, he, when he cuts a promo, it's perfect. And I'm not going to do it justice, but he said, you know, these schmucks in the boardroom have no idea what they're doing. And he's like, I'm sure somebody, you know, said the word synergy, uh, that you know they were we're gonna we're gonna tap on a whole new market and then he's like oh, I'm just gonna say this for anyone out there if you're a fighter or you're gonna get in any type of business venture he's like if you, if you're with someone and, and he's like the word synergy even if in any context uh, you know exits their lips he's like you get up from your desk and you thank them for their time and you leave well because that's a complete waste of time I respect that I, I I do see where he's coming from but I can guarantee Chelsea and anybody listening right now uh, uh Snoop Dogg 
fucking J Raz and all like the people a part of fucking Triller making decisions that they, they don't know what that fucking word means. Well, never no, used no, it. Chael Sonnen was talking up. about the puppeteer that's manipulating the strings on Snoop Dogg's back and they're going and identify that. Who are we talking about for the people that don't know? Well, I mean, I think we all know who they are. You know, they okay, all right, they're situated in in a country in the Middle East. And, You're not prepared uh, to say it right now. We all know who they are. We don't have to say it, but you know, right. and, and it's uh, you know. You know, you know, does you know? It's just a step right now. You're not willing to take. You're not willing to cross that right now. Let's say you know they're they're brothers of the Hebraic faith. Okay, all right, and that's far as I'm gonna go. Take that as take take that for what you will. We haven't said anything. We also haven't not said anything. I'll say this. Very much sitting on the. It's not all of them. It's not all of them. Well. That's, but no. I'll say this. It's not it's enough that it doesn't matter. But every one of them that's manipulating those strings does fall into that group. And no, I wish not, you can see me right now. In that group I'm standing like that. up. I'm pointing at my monitor. I'm, I'm pointing right at you. It's enough that it doesn't matter. Yeah, at a certain All point. Right. Um, look, I, I got a bunch of thoughts in that card. I'm going to just speed through it. Here's the gist, man. Uh, I, did you get to see any, any of this card, right? This uh, Woodley versus Paul shit? No. They had a fantastic stage setup. I okay. mean... It wasn't like over the top, but the way it was oriented when a motherfucker walks down that ramp, everybody is facing him. Kind of, it, it's okay. hard to explain. You'd have to see it. It was a really fucking cool stage setup. Was it better than like a Pride FC ramp? Because I always really like those ramps. It, it was a different orientation in that it felt like everybody was looking at. You'd have to go back and watch some of these entrances. Okay. It was a very unique uh, uh, presentation and layout. You know, it made whoever was walking down there look like a star. The only problem is there's not one motherfucker there who wants to be a star. And I'm going to try to consolidate all my notes. In, in well, this. You know, I, I want to cut you off real fast. I want to talk about that. That's interesting to me because uh, like exactly what you're talking about. I always wonder, why don't they do that? Like, I do remember and UFC, no one does this. You know, they fucking walk them through the crowd like it's. The, you know, this is some fucking drunken challenge or something when all the, and all the boxing in UFC when they, you know, and then, uh, Bellator does a little bit better. But I hate that when they, you know, they're walking through the crowd. It looks like it's a Sandman entrance. Uh, but I remember Pride FC, they would do a really cool, it was a really long ramp. And it was like elevated. The ring yeah. and the ramp were elevated above the crowd. It literally looked like some... This is, you know, fucking, you know, real steel 3000 fight. Pretty sure the old school cool. UFC used to have elevated ramp too in stage. It looked really cool visually. Yeah, yeah. It looked really cool, especially when you get the wide shot. And then, of course, wrestling. I always loved like the WrestleMania entrances, all those, you know, the, even though it's, yeah, I'm sure we can never pull something off like that. No, th but, this is worth, this was completely different and it was worth checking out. It was a very cool idea. I haven't seen anything like that. It, it was very cool. Now, and now here's the fucking problem. You, you had the stage orientation made for a star, and now one motherfucker wants to be a star. You know, I'm, like I said, I'm going to try to consolidate all my thoughts real quick, man. I'm just tired of all these first name, last name, mirror match motherfuckers. You know, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's, you know, it's either the Wigger, Conor McGregor. It's the fucking skinny Adrian Broner. You know, who's going to bring something fucking new to the table? You know, they, they did a backstage promo. Big mistake with Dan the Bonks. He fought that night. You know, he he oh, yeah. he. He started that promo like he was about to star in a cartel beheading video. He was fucking looking at the ground. Sweating. He didn't address the woman interviewer. You know, she's and she even said, she said, let me introduce America to down the bonds. And he didn't even look at the fucking camera. Yeah, you know, he's talking yeah. like he's in the library. Uh, it, it, it's just all these fucking mirror matches. I don't know who the fuck was who. Uh, that's what I'm saying. You know, Showtime, they had a cool stage set up, but uh, there's nobody that worth seeing. Well, let me tell you, when I'm there, if I ever get that opportunity, I'm going to make take full advantage of it. And you're 
you know, I know you'll be biased because uh, there, there's a relation between Hitler and the Chinatown coon, but I'm telling you, you're going to want to, everyone who watches it's going to want to watch more of it. Their, their biggest complaint is that it was only 60 seconds. I, you know, I and it, it starts every time that there's a fucking camera in your face. It starts every time you meet somebody. You know, that's where it starts. And these there's some guys don't have in the gym who already have these type of platforms and they're just getting started. And I tell them every time and I tell their, you know, the parents like, hey, man, like you've got to make the most of this. There's a guy, uh, he's fighting on Sunday on uh, Fox Sports 1. And he's telling me, you know, it's going to be a swing bout. It might not be on TV. Like, you know, it just depends. You know, uh, for anyone that's not familiar with uh, the way those work, uh, yeah. I'm sure, and all sorts of events, uh, they have extra bouts or maybe one fight sometimes on tap. Uh, and that they'll use it to, like, uh, if there's some sort of timing issue on the card, if there was a bunch of knockouts and they're not ready to go to the main event yet, they'll bring out a swing bout. These two guys have been warmed up, been ready. They've been paid. And they just on standby. You might fight. You might even not. if they'll the main all... event ends in one round and they have. Yeah, then they'll bring out air, after. They'll, they'll go out to a swing bout. They'll go out to a swing bout after. Yeah, they'll come out afterwards. And sometimes they, you know, everything will be properly timed and they won't come out. And so that that's what they're facing. And I was like, man, you know, if you do get that opportunity to go on TV, you have to make, you know, everything has to be, you know, your entrance, like, you know, because he was saying, you know, I, I don't care. You know, it doesn't matter. The dad saying it doesn't matter. And I was like, oh man, I, you know, I think it does matter. And you should be preparing in your head that you're going to be on TV and, you know, everything should be. Let me tell you this. You give them something walk. worth showing, they'll fucking show it. Exactly. Yeah. You, your ring walk, your everything. You know, the way you, as soon as you walk into that building, as soon as you walk past the production crew, I mean, you have to be turned on, man. They're going to want to put you on. And if you produce a good performance and not just a performance, but uh, the, everything before and after the performance. You know, when Brian walk. Kellogg goes against Don, Don Demand, Donahue on the fucking first opening card, if he absolutely decapitates him, guess what? You're going to see it later. That's going to get yeah, shown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, There's exactly. a decapitation. It, it, it's going they'll to be shown. They'll work it in. They'll work it. They'll cut. Uh, no, yeah, they'll work that in. I guarantee they will. It's all about ratings. So, you know, I was telling them, you know, if you ever get that opportunity, but I'm thinking in my head, you know, if I ever get that opportunity, no one needs to tell me. No one's going to have to tell me. Uh, you know, I've already got the, the wheels are in motion for that. So I also wanted well, to say be this. too upset about the, the, you know, how everyone, the Dan Dance is, is squandering his opportunities because it's just around the corner. Well, the only problem is if you, if you don't get this fight soon, you know, we've been talking about it for years. A lot of, a lot of the viewers have already moved on. Yeah, uh, there's not there's not going to be a platform left for you <laughs> if you get too many Dan DeBonds. Anyways, uh, uh, let's talk about Tyron Woodley. Uh, I, I'm not going to talk about this fight. It's not worth talking about anymore. I, I I will say real quick uh, for all you uh, Midwest Cants, OKC uh, boxing fans, there was a little will to thrill in Jake Paul, and that's not a compliment <laughs> at all. <laughs> he, he showed he showed some things that I think it, it, training in boxing this long uh, with that kind of training camp, you know, with the aptitude I believe he does have, it, it was not too impressive. At the same time, he did easily beat Woodley, but this is what I wanted to say. Okay, Woodley's making his entrance, right? Mm -hmm. He fucking has his iPod fucking headphones in his Dre beats. He's wearing them during the fucking introduction. It's like, do you, you really have to hear put on for my city one more fucking time? <laughs> it's go time. Like, fucking show up. Act like yeah. you want to be there. His eyes are halfway closed, and he's fucking just ridiculous, man. He should have got the rope right then and there. No, that and that, that is, uh, I'm sure a lot of fighters have that is how he fights. You know, he fights sometimes sleepwalking through things, especially in but this the entrance act his, a little. I'm, no, no, I mean, Farrell, you gotta uh, listen to put on for my it, city one more time in this last 
this last phase of his career, especially all those losses he put together, they've been largely uninspired. And uh, not to say that he wasn't in there against very good opposition, uh, I guess, uh, barring Jake Paul. But, you know, so that, that's always been something. Maybe he doesn't, you know, he needs that to get up. I, I think it's stupid. I always think about this before entrances and before. I always think about a video I saw, and everyone should go look it up because it gives good perspective. It's a, I don't know if it's a SummerSlam or it's a in-your-house pay-per-view or something. But it's uh, it's, it's like 1992. It's uh, Shawn Michaels. This is when he's full HBK by this point. Shawn Michaels, and he's uh, I don't know. He has some manager. I don't know who his manager is. And uh, the Mexican guy, right? Yeah, yeah, the Mexican yeah, yeah, guy, yeah. the guy who trained him. Oh yeah, who trained him? Yeah, that's his manager. And, and then uh, he's going in there. I think he's wrestling Sid Vicious. It's either Sid Vicious or Diesel. I think it's Sid Vicious. And uh, it's right before his entrance. And this is backstage. I don't Absolutely know why sick. I remember this. Oh, yeah. 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 It's real cool. And he's, you can tell he's getting up. He's this is him getting into his own. You know, he doesn't have his beats headphones on. He doesn't have a cassette player playing any type of music. He's just, you know, get his hair wet. And you can tell there's nerves him and the guy and, you know, the guy pushes him and he's kind of getting uh, into the zone. And then the music hits and you can he looks nervous. He looks like a man, you know, he's like a, a man who's about to go out there and, you know, the fight for the world title. And then he goes out there. And as soon as the music hits, he's on, you know, he's, he's hitting the ring and. You know the. Show oh, I, I love it when the. It's, when the, it's so cool to me. Like, oh man, that's that's how it has to be. You flip the switch and. Yeah, he's backstage. Really cool. He he's getting in the zone. He's kind of like hopping back and forth. You know, you could tell he's like having an inner dialogue. And as soon as his music hits, he fucking takes a step through the apron and he's spinning and he's all about the crowd. You know, yeah, in fucking yeah. two seconds, and it, it was absolutely sick. And, and of course. You know, when WWE does something good, they never do it again. Uh, yeah. Absolutely great work. Uh, but it was work. such good insight. I think about that now. And every whenever I have an entrance or whenever I have anything like that, I think about that moment. Like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, as soon as it switches, you know, everything, whatever doubts, whatever fears. And it helps it, you. Gone. I mean, I guess it depends on the person. But yeah. I yeah. think it should help you. Yeah, it helps me. Like I said, it helps me. It's just yeah. whatever, you know, everything leaves my mind. As soon as, you know, as soon as it's. As soon as you step out there, whatever doubts, fears, oh, I might lose, oh, I'm the underdog, oh, this isn't looking good, whatever. As soon as it hits, I mean, you just, I'm just worried about, you know, putting on the show, you know, doing doing what you're supposed to do. I don't know. It's really cool. And then also, I just thought it was really cool. I don't know if it's that same match, but then Sid Vicious's entrance. Do you remember that one? Yeah, yeah, same match, sick too. Yeah, where he comes out and he, you know, the crowds hyping him up. The crowd's really hot. I don't know. It's just the really good man? And he's like giving all these. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the crowds, you're the man. And they're doing fist bumps. That was sick, stuff. dude. Yeah, very, very cool. And that, that's to me how, man, if two boxers would come out like that or just one of the guys would do it, the whole crowd would be into it. You know, I mean, you'd be, man, I can't yeah. wait to see this fight. Even if there were no names, you'd be like, oh, man, this is, these guys are, they mean business. Yeah, know? exactly. Not coming man. out some stupid rap song or just walking straight to the ring, uh, either head down or you're, you know, like, oh, you know, now I, I always think about boxers. I've heard so many times the announcers saying, oh, he looks focused or he looks intense when they come out with the sweat, you know, they're sweaty and they come out yeah. to walk out. See, he looks comatose. He looks sick. He doesn't yes. look intense. He doesn't look fo yeah, focused. Yeah, he looks non-responsive. You, you mean boring? Yeah, he looks yeah, that's dumb. I mean, I think the crowd wants you to react like, oh, dude, you're gonna do something I would never do. You're about to do something crazy. You're gonna do a fist fight for the world title or for whatever. You're about to fight on national TV. Dude, you should be uh, uh getting out of your seat. This is it. This is the big moment, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I agree hundred percent. And I just want to say real quick that the only comment I want to make about the actual fight is is that you know, I did win some money. Uh, I, I called it. We all called it. You know, Jake Paul was going to win this uh, easily. And on the scorecard, he really did. 
I will say this though, Tyron Woodley should split decision. Okay, yeah, yeah, I don't remember that, but you know, if you're not doing it for the for the culture, it was pretty easy to fucking score. Mm-hmm. You know, six out of those eight rounds, one guy didn't throw anything. Yeah. Um, I, I I just want to say this real quick, man. This fight, and I want to get your opinion on this. You know, let's be quick so we can move along. This is old shit. This fight to me perfectly showed kind of the mental stack of boxing that can happen and how it's so easy to get trapped by that mental stack, you know, because everything that Tyron Woodley did looked pretty professional. Every time he threw a right hand, it looked nice. Uh, Every time he moved back and forward, it looked good. He he knew what he was doing. And if he would have just flipped the switch, he could have easily killed Paul in that fight. Uh By the end of it, you know, after round four, Paul was completely gassed. Okay. Here's what I mean by the mental stack, though. Tyron Woodley was looking to do one thing in that fight, and that was land the right hand. He wasn't looking to counter. He wasn't looking to jab. He wasn't looking to go to the body. Well, he did do all those things a couple of times. He wasn't looking to it. His whole mind was geared in, I want to land this right hand. And he did land it a couple of times. But what I mean by the mental stack of boxing is you look at what Jake Paul was doing, right? And Jake Paul was throwing ugly jabs, ugly lead left hooks, reaching for his uppercuts. But you know what? He was countering. He was trying to jab. He was forcing body shots. And even Mm -hmm. all these things separately were done, in my opinion, pretty poorly and pretty ugly. It always made Woodley reset. You know, Woodley could not overcome the mental stack that Jake Paul was throwing at him, even though it was a slow jab. You know what? It was a jab. And since Paul, since Woodley was not looking to counter, he would have to reset. You know, he wasn't anticipating this jab at all. He was just trying to throw his right hand. And I, I, I think that that showcased, you know, something that fighters experience is this mental stack of boxing and uh, kind of out, and paralysis by analysis. Yeah. You know, yeah, we're, Jake Paul was doing four or five different things. You didn't know if he was going to lead with a, uh, a left hook. You didn't know if he was going to jab. You didn't know if he was going to jab high and then go low to the body. It was all done poorly, but because he was doing these different things, he completely just rendered Woodley, who was way better in every area. He just rendered him useless. Right, right, right. You know, and how do you feel about that? Do you understand what I'm saying? Can you build on that at all? Or do you not agree about this mental stack of boxing? Well, no, yeah, I I think I agree with you. I don't know if I can build on it any better than you did. But, yeah, I think that's true that, you know, when, when guy has, you know, one plan or one plan of attack. Uh, or one main thing that you know that's all he can do and he's gonna live and die by that sword and i think there i've seen plenty of cases where yeah a guy maybe he isn't better but you know he's more active he, he's throwing more punches he's throwing a bigger variety of punches he's throwing a higher volume of punches and he you know he's just trying to win the fight and i think that's probably what jake paul i didn't watch the fight but just from what you're saying it sounds like jake paul was just trying to win you know and yeah and everything, not everybody's everything he knew how to do everything he ever learned you know he was going to employ it even if it wasn't very good but you know, I, I was, he, he's probably like, oh, I would throw mitts, throw jabs on the mitts. And I was throwing body punches on the heavy bag. And so he was just doing everything that, you know, exactly. he learned. And, and there's a lot of fighters where they don't let that mental stack fuck with them at all. You know, there's a lot of guys that I don't care if you're going to throw a jab. I've already made up mine. I'm about to throw a hard right hand and I'm just going to yeah. do it. You know, but Woodley was not that kind of guy. Woodley wanted to do everything neat and everything nice. And when he did, it was neat and it was nice. Yeah, but the conditions do have to be perfect. And I know a lot of people like the conditions have to be perfect. And if they're not, uh, they're, they're, they're not willing to engage. And you can't and, do that. 
Yeah, and you can't do that. And, you know, I think a lot of those guys, and probably honestly in his mind, he probably thinks he did win that fight because when he did engage and he, he thinks, you know, well, I employed my game plan to a T, and when I did it, it worked. That's probably true, but, you know, you lose, you know, I guess you lose the forest. You can't see the forest for the trees because, you, you know, you, you did it once in eight rounds or you did it three times in eight rounds. It's not nearly enough, but uh, that's probably how he thinks is that I, I you know, I'm not going to do it unless the conditions are perfect and I'm going to make it count. And, 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 and that's how it is. And that's how it goes. Last thing I want to say about this. I don't want to get your, uh, you know, uh, somebody who's been fighting for a decade now, you know, you've thrown uh, so many punches and had so many punches thrown at you, you know, all around the fucking nation. Uh, yeah. so, so I want to get your opinion on this. When this fight was over, right, Paul won. And to me, when you listen to his interview, I think he was just, this was the, I, I think he's had hard sparrings, but hard sparring is not the same as a hard fight. No, no. You can no. have hard and intense sparrings and feel in a comfortable situation around comfortable people. That's different than in a fight. Yeah. And I, I think this was his first, so obviously it was his first hard fight. When he was done, he, I, I think his opinion was like, all right, fuck this. This is not kind of what I like. You've had obviously hard fights. You've had hard sparrings. Do you ever relate to that feeling? Or when you're done with a hard fight and you won, is it the best feeling in the world? Or is it like, you know what? That wasn't worth it. No. Okay. Hard, I'll say this. Hard fights that you won, in my opinion. And look, maybe he's just not a fighter at heart. Maybe it's not what he is. But yeah, I think a hard fight, if it's a hard fight and you won, yeah, that's the greatest feeling in the world, man. You feel like you walk through the flames. You, you went through the fire. You know, it's the best feeling in the world. It's not something you particularly want to do again. You may be thinking, oh, next, you know, you know, I, I'm not giving him a rematch or, you know, hopefully next time it's a knockout. But the just the feeling that you got through, it, at least in my experience, is very rewarding, much more or at least equally as rewarding as. Yeah. You know, do you immediately in your head think about like, I don't want to do that again? I no, mean, maybe no. you do, but it's, it's I think it's overshadowed. In my opinion, it's always by the feeling of, oh, man, that was I can't you know, I'm so happy to win that. So I feel I feel so grateful, like, oh, man, I. I'm so glad to have won that. That was like walking through hell, you know? Yeah. In my opinion, he, he just was, you know, he's already talking about retirement and, and I think it's a good choice because clearly we can see that skill level. You know, he cannot mm -hmm. fight Anderson Silva. He can't fight Vitor Belfort. He can't fight a real boxer. You know, people are talking about him versus Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury shit, but Tommy Fury would fucking wash him. And Jake Paul, he doesn't need to do this. You know, there's nothing. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's the big thing too. Like, Hey, I came, I saw, I conquered. Let's do something else now. Yeah. You know, he's done it enough times. He's made enough money that I think he can fall back on always saying, oh, you know, I, I was a boxer for a couple of years and he was, and, you know, he had a few fights all be against limited opposition, but he was limited himself. So yeah, I don't think there's anything. He doesn't have anything to be ashamed of. And, and I'm getting really sick of his little undercut fade and all that gay shit. Get the well, numbers out of here. About him he's as a done. Man, he's a fucking faggot there. That's obviously that goes without saying, but as far as boxing and as this went, I don't think he has anything to be ashamed of. And, yeah, he doesn't need to do it. I think he could, he should stop now and, and go do go do movies or whatever, you know, make YouTube videos. All right, I'm going to fast forward to the next topic, something else I want to get off my chest. And this happened, I think, last weekend. So we're getting a little more topical. We're kind of approaching the modern discourse, uh, which mm -hmm. is good. Yeah, but I want to be quick with this. Uh, have you heard of this guy, right? And, and, and all, all our watchdogs out there, all the freaks on standby and reserve, I want you guys to perk up and listen to this. I'm not saying you're going to have marching orders, but something you need to be aware of. So all the watchdogs out there, tune into this. Okay. And if there's any detractors out there, I want you to make no mistake. Those watchdogs are out there and they're waiting. Oh, so, don't think that this is a veiled, a thinly veiled threat or anything like that. This is, 
This is no, legit. this is an explicit threat that, that we are legit. out there. We are live. Uh, we're coming for the, we're, we're coming with ropes. Anyway, what do you think we're going to do with those ropes is do you want to expand on that? What are we going to be doing with these ropes? Well, I mean, you can find out as they so often uh, they like to say, fuck around and find out. And then you know, that's just become a meme. You know, th- this time it's for real. If, if, you know, if you don't believe us, then, then yeah, we'll, we'll be we'll be using gravity and ropes. Just know that <laughs> gravity will be employed and as will the ropes. All right. Have you heard of this guy? Watchdogs listen up. Patty the Batty Pimblay. Pimblet. Uh, I never saw Pimblet. the fight, but I've been hearing all about it. Yeah, this is just fucking boggling my mind. You know, I, I, I'm a I'm a Gen Zero mm-hmm. fight fan. I, I, I'm especially when I'm talking about MMA. I was there when the first one was fucking playing and running around the living room on pay per view. I've been there in all the eras. You 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 really have. You've been there since, and I haven't, but you've been there since. Uh, yeah, I guess since the very first one. And, and if there was something you missed, and the because I guess that was. By that point, that was the beginning. If there was something you missed, I think you went back and watched it. The the two years that you probably missed before that, you you you've yeah. been watching everything. Yeah, and and I and I, I want to say real quick, man. I I remember how hype used to be generated, or not even hype, but like buzz back in the day. And back in the day, you had to like get on SureDog, which was like the only kind of MMA online forum hub of people who knew about it. You know, this is pre two thousand five you know, pre ultimate fighter. Um, and, and the way you could find out uh, about fighters or about buzz and the way buzz is generated was these like fucking highlight videos that people would make. And, and there's legendary highlight videos, man. And I remember, you know, 20 years ago, seeing some fucking foo fighters highlight video that, that uh, was about, uh, cause you see Sakuraba going him against, uh, Hoist Gracie. So when I first saw that, I said, what the fuck is this? What is pride? What is going on here? That's that Hoist Gracie guy. Who's this fucking guy making a fool of him? And that's a lot how fucking uh, uh, hype and notoriety got generated. You know, what was people making these highlight videos and sharing them? Well, I want to ask you uh, on Sure Dog. I know they have those rankings, you know, the belt. What is your belt ranking or what, what are you on there? I'm banned, so I don't have a belt anymore. But uh, oh, you're banned? Yeah, yeah, I got kicked off of there finally. Oh wow, what was it? When it was that? So you don't have a belt anymore? What was it? No, after about like, I think 15 years on the site, I was all the way up to a brown belt, and it's just because I just don't post what? a lot. Yeah, I, I you like I think you it goes by post count, you know. Oh, you're, it doesn't go by time on the website. No, no, no. But uh, no, I was an ancient, you know. But I just didn't make a lot of posts. Um, and when I did, did it, it say it, ancient or no? No, no, no. But I, I, I but I, I would fucking come on, people. If somebody disagreed with me, call me anything. I'd say, you know, you fucking bow to me because I am sure dog motherfucker. 2005 account, bitch. Uh, 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 you know, you will respect me. People did usually back off. Uh, but anytime My I would post crazy, because I mean, I, I've seen people on there with the fucking chain link belts and all kinds of crazy ranks you could get. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, diamond I belts. But well, anyway, uh, yeah, you know, eventually every post I made was problematic and there were some moderators that like uh, gave me the double yellow cards and like, Hey, we really don't want to have to ban, you know, a really old account like here. I say, you know, fuck your mother. I don't give a fuck, you know? Uh, so, oh, really? Yeah. The whole, the whole website turned gay. Anyways. Yeah. I, I just remember watching back in the day and, and I saw like how buzz was generated, you know, obviously a good pay-per-view performance, uh, 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 you know, when the ultimate fighter became, you know, when it started becoming a mainstream, that's completely different. It's obvious then how I get generated with this Patty, the baddie Ben Blay guy. 
I don't know who the fuck he is. I've never heard of him, right? I, I go from never hearing of him at all. Watchdogs, listen up. I'm zoning in on the point now. To the day of his fight, I see everybody talking about him. I, I'm seeing BBC has profiled him. Um, I'm able to get Patty the Batty, Pim Blaze viewpoint on fucking Sean McDongle and Teresa Mousepoon and all these fucking people I've never heard of, right? I'm Patty the Batty, Pim Blaze favorite fucking drinks. Patty the Batty, Pim Blaze reacts to fucking uh, American uh, brews. Uh, Chael Sonnen talking about Patty the Batty, Pim Blaze. Fucking Teddy Atlas. No. Releases yes, Teddy Atlas released a 30 minute podcast, Patty no. the Batty Pimblay interview. And it's just like, who's pulling these strings? I never heard of this guy in my in, in my fucking life. Never I didn't know he existed. Yet the day of his uh UFC debut, every fucking if you're in the MMA circle, everybody was talking about this guy out of nowhere. So, yeah, I watched a couple of things. Obviously, this guy's a personality. I'm not really complaining. He has a funny, goofy little haircut. Okay, that's something new. He, he comes down like he wants to fucking be there, like he's excited to fight. He looks like he's going to have a fucking a pub brawl. Okay, I like it. He wins. Guess what? He's charismatic. Is he a good talker? No, he's not a good talker, but he has everything else. Then I watch his skill, his fights, right? Okay, he's getting some triangle chokes. Those are pretty rare now, some arm bars but I'm not really seeing the skill and it's just, it just feels astroturf. Like I'm just fucking rejecting this guy. Cause like, I've never seen him. I've never heard of him. Neither of any of you yet. Everybody at the same time is making videos about him. How the fuck did Teddy Atlas know to make a video of Patty to Patty Pim Blay? How did fucking Chael Sonnen know to make a Patty to fucking Patty Pim Pim Blay? I never, we never heard of this guy. Do you see why I'm alarmed? Yeah, I mean that that is crazy. I mean, this will be the only podcast you probably hear this. Hey, take, but do you, did you notice this too? It goes from zero to one eighty. Yeah, I mean, listen, I didn't. In, in I had never heard hours. of him. I will admit, I did see all of a sudden, like you know, Patty the Bad. I listened to this past weekend with Theo. Do you know Vaughn, who he is? And they talk. Yeah, Theo the Vaughn was talking about him. And okay, yeah, Theo fucking Vaughn. What well, do you know who this guy is? Well, no, I'm asking, I was does anybody know who were, he is? Listen, listen, listen. I was assuming they were doing it after the fight. And if you do it after the fight, then fine. I can understand that. Look, it only takes one performance. To, but you know, everybody? What about Scooter the Tudor Rooter, who also fought? The 30 guys fought in that car. Why are they all talking about Patty the Batty Pimblay? You think he's been chosen? By who? And I know we know by who, but I, I don't know. Dude. I got fucking worked up. I was swerving my car in traffic, putting this dialogue together into my head. Well, who would you like to be next up? I mean, I, I don't know. I, ju I just want it to happen normally. Organically, yeah. Have a couple of fights if I don't know about you. We'll talk about your fights. Maybe somebody, maybe some Patty the Batty Pim Bray guy who's a fan made a video and that got a bunch of views on YouTube. He posted it last year and maybe the algorithm just picked it up and we're all seeing it. But yeah, I'm sorry you know, when BBC releases McGregor. a fighter profile. When I'm seeing all these suggestions, I've never searched this guy's fucking name. And for some reason, YouTube wants me to watch him react to American movies or something. And then I fucking refresh my podcast list and Teddy Atlas. So I know doesn't know who Patty to Brady Primray is, is fucking talking about him, interviewing him. Theo Vaughn is, is now talking about Patty to Betty Primray challenging him. <laughs> who the what the fuck? Yeah, okay. I, I will admit that is fucking crazy. And if you think back when Conor McGregor, I guess the last real big star. 
you know, and he was in the UFC for a while, and maybe you were more aware of this, but me being a little bit more of a casual fan, especially at that point, than, than you are, I don't remember hearing about him until his first big challenge, which is Dustin Poirier. I remember that. That was the first time I'd ever seen him. No, fight. I remember I, hearing about him before I had knew that. Of him. I had knew of him. I had never seen any of his fights. All of his fights are buried on undercards. That, yeah. You know, I had never seen them. And I knew he already had had like three fights, two or three fights by that point. The first time I'd seen him was that Dustin Poirier fight. That was the first time I saw his trash talk. Yeah, I saw. You know, I didn't know it was a quick. About the gimmick. It, it was a quick avalanche when it happened for McGregor, but it was slow building, and he did have a catalog of crazy finishes. Patty the yeah, Pratty yeah, like, Primbray is uh, okay. I kind of like him, but I don't fucking see it. And I'm I'm looking at his skill, and, and you know Teddy Atlas is saying he's the next. He's comparing him to Holyfield and Archie Moore and all the, he always fucking does that. Oh my Anytime some new guy <laughs> comes in a circle, he says, uh, you know, he really reminds me. And I know people are going to jump on me. He really reminds me of Archie Moore. And it's like, <laughs> no, he fucking doesn't. Some fucking legend. He does that every time. Patty to Patty and- Primbray is, is, I'm telling you, I'm going to bet against this guy. The first time he fights a real one. Who's, 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 when's the last time somebody came in? And then they set the world on fire because they're because they get some triangle chokes. Nobody gets hit with a triangle choke anymore. Yeah, that's not everybody knows. And, and and yeah, I know he got a knockout in his UFC debut, and it was a fun little knockout if you've seen that clip. But it was absolute horseshit. He's gonna get fucking wrecked. He fights like Edwin Valero without the power and without who, the patience. Who has a better career, him or James Tony? Let's do that. I'll throw some names out at well, you. Well, look, I tell you what, they weren't comparing James Tony to Archie Moore. Uh, after his sixth fight, so I'm guessing Patty the Pratty Primbray. You know, uh, it's just I don't know, man. I, I I don't like it. Watch dogs out there. You heard what I'm thinking. Get the fucking rope. Somebody has got to hang. And for everyone who you know, cries about this show being racist, or about this show being sexist, or about this show being insensitive, I'll have you know, Patty the Batty. He's old world white. You know and I'm not talking about hanging him. I'm saying that people who are pulling these strings, shoving them down my fucking mouth. Oh, I can you know? guarantee you those people are white. So, yes, there you go. It does not discriminate. It truly. And I don't even want anybody to be hanged. I just want some fucking answers. I, you know, how, you know, how did how did everybody agree to? to I do want this that rope one? around his neck, and then you know, we don't have to hang or anything like that. I mean, but it needs to be around his neck. So well, if he if he can't, you know what? I'll put the rope. I'm not going to. One of the watchdogs are going to put that rope around his neck, and if he can't give a good fucking reason. Why, uh, 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 fucking, uh, Chef Emerald is fucking interviewing him stra- on ABC yeah, tomorrow morning. To my Ford F one fifty, and he's going for a ride. Yeah, yeah, if he can't give me a really good fucking reason why Phil Donahue is interviewing him on sixty Minutes tonight out of nowhere, uh, yeah, we might we might learn another lesson about gravity. How about that? Yeah, there you go, there you go. There's your Patty the Patty Prim. Here lies Patty the Patty Primbray, uh, fake astroturf hype. Uh, and I, I like I, the guy, and I hate to say I like the guy, but yeah, but they but made me it hate. It doesn't him. discriminate for a, or hit. It doesn't discriminate about. Please don't say my name. <laughs> it doesn't discriminate about who you like, or you know what race they are, or if they if they agree with your views. When someone is fucking up, they're fucking up. And this guy, it, it's getting too much now. Yes. Like other than one, one exception, everybody has a chance to change my mind, and everybody. So other than one or maybe two exceptions. Uh, you know, from those people, I'm not hearing it. I don't care. Not interested. Not my team. But I, everyone else has a chance. Everybody else has a chance. But listen, I will say it is weird. You're the one who kind of made me think about it. That I've been seeing all about him, and I, I didn't know until you told me that that was his first fight. I thought he had exploded. I thought 
you know, I thought he had done something because I have been seeing him all over my podcast and you know, when he's like, he's like, he's like like nine and three. And yeah, he, he won some regional rage in the cage over there, but every, every fucking jack off uh, from Sheffield wins rage in the cage over there. So why are we hearing about Patty the Batty Primer? Okay, and, I, and, I, and, and I'm telling you, I'm not going to do this. But if one of these watchdogs has a nine millimeter and they and they cock it and they tell Patty to the Patty Primer to put that fucking gun in his mouth. And if he can't give a real fuck now, if he says, look, I don't know if he puts his hand up, I don't fucking know either. I'm just going along for the ride, dude. All right. All right that, that'll be up to that to that watchdog. What happens? I'd be willing yeah. to accept that. But I, I need some fucking answers. Well, I know they'll take care of it because they always do undefeated. So I, I know they'll take care of it. Uh, yeah, man, I burnt a lot of fucking steam. What's going to be so hilarious when that Patty the Baddie fights Ally and Quinta on some fight night undercard oh, and gets God. absolutely blitzed in 35 seconds. That'd be hilarious. So I don't want to Teddy Alice is going to look like a real dumbass. Yeah. And I feel bad saying that. I love Teddy. Oh, he's going to say, oh, he's going gonna... to say, oh, 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 Archie Moore, he wasn't undefeated. Oh, you know right. that he's gonna bring it up. You know you can't fucking lose with these guys. It's Champions always... are never undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, uh, God. You know what it's, he does? It's a man. sick world, man. I and really, I like and that's my big thing. It's I want him to talk world. about me like that one day, and I'll, I'll take whatever praise he gives me with a smile. If I ever get to be so fortunate that that happens, if God ever blesses me like that, and 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 Teddy Atlas talks about me in his podcast. But I'd love to see hear him like talk about me winning some vacant IBF title about how that's akin to how when Jack Dempsey won the title or something like that. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that. Yeah, yeah. When Jack Dempsey was in a fucking Midwest reservation casino <laughs> of six with, with sixty five comp tickets there. Yeah, that's just like Jack Dempsey. Uh, <laughs> just the, the same. vacant IBF hundred and thirty pound title yeah. by split decision. Yeah. You, you got you 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 got one tertiary title. You know, one of 365 available in your weight class. That's the same as when this Jack reminds Dempsey me of Jack. Yeah, Jamel Heron gets a cut over his eye, and he's like, "This is just like Joe Lewis and of I, Muhammad I Ali people. going." Yeah. I hate people, and look, I'm gonna move up forward. I'm feeling hot right now. I'm gonna. Oh, I wanted to preview uh, 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 the UFC 266. That's I think it's in two weeks. You know, but I'm looking at what's on tomorrow. I mean, look at this UFC fight night: Smith and Span versus Spam and Smith. <laughs> you know, I'm tired of these fucking mirror matches. I don't know who the fuck these guys are. Look at this card. I, I mean, the nerve, uh, the nerve. The, anybody going to this event? Where is this? It's in the UFC Apex. Is that in Vegas? That's in Vegas. Yeah. I'd rather go to any fucking buffet than this fight. Uh, Joe, Joe. I'm not even going to read all these fucking names. <laughs> this is what I assume the, the TV card is going to be. Argamon Serbanon versus Kristen Goglos. I'm not gonna yeah. you Arian Lipsky versus Mandine Bomney. You think I'm gonna 13 and 7 versus 702 women? Oh, Ian yeah. Kudlubibo versus Dablo Cart. You think I'm gonna watch that? <laughs> and then in the main event, check in this Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spick and Span. Smith versus Span. That's your main event in fucking Las Vegas. You're killing the sport, Dana. Well, like Anthony Smith, Apex, and I, I, I love that talking about all these guys like to say, oh, the guys in the new era would stomp the guys from 2003. Anthony Smith just got his fucking 
face rearranged by a guy from 2003 in Glover <laughs> to Shara. You yeah, know, dude, I'm looking at Smith has lost every time he wins a fight, he loses two fights. So they always talk about when well, he's still one of the best the, new. He's the future of the division. Oh, yeah, they talk about these stalwarts of this generation. Yeah. And it's like, dude, these stalwarts. Of this, no one has ever separated himself, at least in the old generation. People were going on runs. Anthony Smith, who's a, uh, yeah, he's oh a my God. goes one and two he, every year. He's one and two. And then he, I he mean, seriously, Patty, the Pratty Brim, Brim Bray. I'm looking at this guy's his fights and he would have fit in perfectly with that 1999 scene. You know, oh, yeah, I know how to do a triangle. You might not know defend it. Doesn't matter that I can't fucking swing. Uh, doesn't matter to have no skill, no defense. You know, I'm Patty the Patty Prim Bray. He would have fit perfect in that 2002 crowd. But here he is, 2021. And that's supposed to be the fucking bright young stalwart. Let's Him versus Matt Hughes. Who do you think would win? After the train thing, probably Patty the uh, Prim Bray, but <laughs> I'm not impressed. Prime. Uh, I never watched Matt Hughes. I don't know how big Patty the Pratty is, but dude, he would get fucking. He's 155. He would get stomped into a mud hole. Uh, let's move along. Uh, UFC 266. Uh, I don't know. This is going to be a kind of a fun guard. I'm not going to talk about. Uh, you stop me if you want to talk about a fight. Obviously, okay. we're going to talk about Diaz versus Lawler. You stop me if you want to talk about these fight. Jessica Androgeno versus. No, no. Okay. No, no. Curtis. First name is Jessica. You can skip it. I do. I do like that butch. It's the butch one that looks like a. She looks like a really fit marine, like a tran, like a like a marine that just transitioned. Oh, Andrage, the the power driver girl. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't she look like a male to female or female to male kind of tranny? I don't, know. I don't want to watch her fight though. Uh, she's fucking fun at least because she. She's good. I, I kind of like watching her. Depends who she fights. Because I kind of feel like it's kind of feels perverse. You're watching a strong little Marine boy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, fight a girl, you know, and, and uh, it's kind of fun. Uh, look, OK, move moving on. Curtis, you ever late. see her fight that that, that Chun Lee girl? Yeah, that was awesome, dude. Yeah, that was awesome. She got shit. <laughs> dude, her fights, her fights of Rose Namanjanjo's was, was awesome, too. Both of them. Yeah, she does get in violent fights. Yeah, so that's how I, I like her. She gets a pass. And I okay. like that. She looks like a little sailor boy. I don't know. It, it's okay. just something good about. Yeah, it's kind of like you're watching men fight. Seen a little male to female tranny. Well, dude, her know. versus that Chun Li. Chun Li looks like it was an Asian Mike Tyson. So, oh yeah, yeah, that I mean, was pretty good. It's clown world, you know. I, I like. I bet she has a huge swollen clit. You know, probably looks like a fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's probably dick. no. It's probably sealed shut at this point. Oh god, fused together. <laughs> Curtis Blades versus John Gano Raj, uh, Raj and John Joe. I don't know if you're gonna... these names on purpose or, or what, but no, I guess skip it. Skip that. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko versus. Oh, I don't like her at all. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's a hard skip for me too. Glad you said. Yeah. I, I, you know, they keep trying to act like she's all pretty and shit. She looks like I a know, fucking, she looks disgusting. She, she looks, looks like so... a USPS worker at the end <laughs> of her shift. She looks like a Soviet heroin addict. I don't give a <laughs> shit, dude. I'm not fucking interested in that at all. Uh, Alexander and Hulk like is... she's so dominant. Yeah, you're dominant in the division that got created two and a half years ago. I don't yeah, give a who shit. Cares but against Lauren. Uh, yeah, Mur- Murflo. Get out of let here. Let me shoot you in the fucking let me shoot you in the chest with my 380. And if you can get up from that, I'll watch <laughs> your next fight. All right, Alexander Volkanovo versus uh Brian I'm not in that fight at all. No, I, I I don't care. Uh but it, I'm you not interested in that fight at all. Uh, let me that just say this. Division. You know, that's the one thing when stars I'm gonna say this division, Brian Ortega's winning going away. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. But I haven't seen him fight in a long time. All I know yeah. is he's not a star. When Conor McGregor left, you know, there was a big void. But then Max Holloway's pretty cool. And now that division's gay. So every, every Oh, yeah, time, it's back to gay. Back to gay. So I don't need to watch it. But let's go to peak Kino. Absolutely what we're here for. I'm talking about Nick Diaz versus Robbie Lawler. A rematch 17 years in the making. Peak and, uh, what? Huh? 
peak what kino okay yeah yeah definitely this this one is i'm super excited for this one this is absolutely must watch i think i don't even know how good it's gonna be who knows yeah. what nick diaz has left but still it's an absolutely must watch I, you know i don't know i could or nick look, diaz i'm sorry i could just look it up i'm going off the dome right now i think their first fight was ufc 47 it's on on the undercard of liddell versus ortiz Oh, wow. That's <laughs> I, I think it was. That's uh, a long time ago. I trust your knowledge. You have a good knowledge of the, these type of things. Yeah. And, uh, dude, I had whatever. I think it was on that card. Whatever card that was, I had that DVD. I've seen this fight so many fucking times. And Nick Diaz at that time, you know, I, I don't know if this was like, what, 2003? Maybe? Four, 2003 or four, yeah. I think 2003 yeah. or four, one or the other. And, uh, dude, dude, Nick Diaz, when he came on in the scene, you, you know, kind of nobody knew him. He, he came from, I think, Caesar Gracie. So it's like, okay, there's some you know there's some spinach with that name okay cool but it's not to say nobody talked shit before in a match but against robbie lawler a guy who had the reputation already at that time he was he really had the young. reputation because these, these guys dudes at this the time, i don't remember uh like you said like you said I, I don't remember you so you're gonna have to give right you're gonna fill everybody in about that time in, in the mma landscape because none of us know yeah robbie lawler was looked at as like this young stalwart i want to say he was a part of the militich fighting system that was a big fucking meme in the back in the day that somehow i think he was only like 20 years old too he was yeah, and, and I think Diaz was even younger, but uh, okay. uh, I think he was 19, oh, actually. Wow. Shit. But uh, a- anyways, you know, Robbie Lawler, I think he came from the Pat Militich, uh system, I think. And he had and, a reputation? Yeah, he had a reputation, and, and it was kind of clear that, you know, this guy is going to be the future of MMA. It's going to be guys like him that are young starting, you know, and we've seen that repeat several times. It's very cyclical. You know, then it was like, oh, the guys like, uh, who's that weird Presbyterian dude, that the murderer guy? The serial killer. Oh, uh, Roy McDonald. Yeah, Roy McDonald's like, oh, now this is the real. These are guys who've been learning MMA. So that's what they first learned. No base style. You know, that's the future. You know, now it's trannies like Izzy Artisango. You know, he's Kickboxing. black. He's black. He's gay. That's the future of MMA. You know, and it's <laughs> you like, anime, you've got to. Yeah. Yeah. And Robbie Lawler, you know, that was like the first, like, oh, man, <laughs> th- these are the next young guys. So when he got matched up against Nick Diaz, okay. I didn't know who the fuck Nick Diaz was at the time. Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz, yeah, I didn't know who the fuck he was. And, uh, you know, oh you really? Just... Nick Diaz was an unknown at this time, huh? Yeah, 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 very much so. Okay. Maybe in California, people knew who he was, but yeah, he, he was not of Robbie Lawler's caliber. And you know, coming from uh, the Caesar Grac- Gracie camp, you know, you're expecting a ground game, but then this dude here, he is fighting his hands down, taunting Robbie Lawler. Shit, Robbie Lawler. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not trying to cut you off, but this is just to fill in the blanks for everyone at home and myself. Robbie Lawler. So he was trained like on no base style. Um, I don't know. Uh, I I know that was the big thing with uh uh, the the Presbyterian guy. Yeah, I know that's Roy McDonald. But you're just saying this guy was supposed to be the future. Yeah, he was just looked at like, yeah, this is where the sport's gonna go. You know, it's gonna go with guys like Robbie Lawler. Okay, okay. Continue. And uh, yeah. Yeah, fighting his hands down, talking shit, taunting him, really playing a fire. And you're just kind of thinking, like, when is this Diaz guy going to try to get the takedown? He doesn't look like he's trying. The the referee's, like, reprimanding Nick Diaz. And then suddenly Nick Diaz fucking, you know, one-shots him, hits him. It's a real famous knockout. And that kind of just cemented Diaz. You know, it's like, who the fuck is this shit-talking guy? Absolutely disrespecting Robbie Lawler as they're fighting. And then beats him at his own game. It, it, it It was something new and different at the time and that aura him and nate they're not great talkers they're not the most charismatic people but they're different they're not the same mirror match fucking rob versus job it's something new it, it, it's a character it, it's a character in a, in a in a 
like I always, uh, you know, I always go back to professional wrestling. But if you look at the roster, this is a clear cut different guy. He's yes. a guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a character on the roster you can go to. Like, yeah. And, yeah, I, and I, it's I, like, I you know, like this it. he doesn't even fight anymore. I mean, he fights once a blue moon. He's been doing that for the last decade. I know he got in a little trouble before the, the commissions. But even then, has he was fighting like so sparingly and he's still so popular. People yes, don't yes, care super- if he wins. No, yeah, super popular. Don't care if he wins. His, yeah, I remember when he was hitting his uh stride or he was hitting his best time around like two, was years after that, I think like six or seven years after that, as when he was really hitting his peak uh, in companies outside of the UFC. And then he came to uh, UFC. I think he fought, he finally fought George St. Pierre, right? And I, I remember he lost, and he lost clearly, but it didn't hurt his stock at all, I don't Not think. Not really. And then he, you know, I think he fought uh, the other serial Condit. killer guy. I think he fought Carlos Condit. Carlos Condit, yeah. And then uh, I think BJ Pan, that was a win. Um, he fought Silva eventually. Anderson Silva, you know, that was a joke. And I think that's I think that's the last time we've seen him, is that Anderson Silva fight. That was the last one. Yeah, but it doesn't really hurt his stock at all, I feel like, you know. No, no, no. And he also had that legendary fight with Gomi and fucking, I think, Pride 32, maybe oh, 33 yeah, in America. Uh, absolutely sick. Uh, but yeah, I mean, those, those guys, look, they offer something different and we want to see it. We don't care if they win or they lose. So this is 17 years later, the rematch. I think so. I, I heard the, somebody say that sounds right. Yeah, that, no, that sounds right. If it was 2004, then that's 17 years. If it was fucking 2003, that's 18 years. But either way, this is this this is a long time coming, and uh, I think I guess Robbie Law was favored the first. If it's two thousand five, how many years? Sixteen. Damn, <laughs> but, not uh, bad. All right. Yeah, no hesitation. But uh, yeah, so I think Robbie Lawler. Uh, I'm favoring him this time. Who are you taking? Uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I know I he lost a- the first one, but it was so long ago. I don't know. No, it doesn't matter. really matter. I, it's a fifty-fifty fight. Uh. I like Nick. I, I think if Nick has anything left, I, I I like him. I think it's a preferable fight for him. Seems like the right kind of fight to give him. Um, yeah, look, I like Robbie Lawler. Always have, but I feel like he's already had his time. He got the belt. He, he got to cross that. Hey, you know, that's a, that's another thing too. We're talking about a guy from fucking two thousand one, two thousand two, and he was beating new age era guys. You know, oh, they're so much that- better. The game has left him behind. You know, and, yeah. he, and he still won it. He still had a run at the title. So I, I'd like to see Nick Diaz do something. I'll be behind him. I, I think he takes it. You're rooting for Nick? Yeah, you know, Nick, I mean, he, he's been dropped by KJ Noons. I think he's been dropped a handful of times now. But, but you know, I, I think guys like Robbie Lawler, uh, they kind of have that mental stack problem. And I think if you just throw a lot of shit at him, it stops him from doing what he needs to do at times. Mm. You know, unless you're scared backing away from Robbie Lawler, he's not always the most brazen you know, I, I mean, he had some really good wars back and forth. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but it also seems like there's many times where he was easily just shut down by activity. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and Nick Diaz doesn't have that problem, and I, I like it. I think it's a good matchup for Nick. I, I mean, so I think he wins. And you, I think you want, I think Nick Diaz wins, and I think Ortega wins. And you want Nick Diaz to win? I want Nick Diaz to win. Yeah, I, I like both of them, and uh, you know, this is one of those fights. I'm just happy it's happening. I'm happy I get to see it. You know, oh, man, Nick Diaz. Yeah, I kind of remind me when George St. Pierre came back to fight Michael Bisbing. I was just happy to see him back, you know? Yeah, yeah. Same to, here, man. Yeah, I was just I was happy to see that. Oh, I'm glad to see him back. And, you know, I guess I'll root for him. Uh, uh, so the same thing here. I, I always like I'm torn because I really do like Robbie Lawler. He's one of my favorites. But honestly, I can say that he probably is one of my favorite fighters. But yeah, like you said, you know, he did everything. He had a run with the belt. 
And there's, you know, not a lot more you can ask for. He had a run with the belt when the division was really, it was a really tough division at that time. So you know, he, he did everything he needs to do and win or lose, it's not going to affect his legacy. So yeah, I think I would go with Nick Diaz and, uh, you know, I'm hoping it's going to be a good fight. And yeah, I'm picking Volkanovski in that other fight. Not that I'm going to watch it. I'm saying right now, I'm not going to watch a single second of that fight. And I could, I couldn't. I literally couldn't care less who wins or what happens. They could both die in that octagon. It's not going to affect my day-to-day. But uh, I think I'll pick uh, Volkanovski. Uh, not what I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for them both to lose. I'm rooting for a double knockout and their careers are over. But um, I'll, I'll pick Volkanovski, though, to win. You know, you know, it's funny. I remember back, you know, back in the day you know, when I was younger and uh, you know, when I would go to fight cards, it was like, I got to see every fucking fight. You know, I'd always think, like, look at these idiots just coming before the main event. Oh, and, I used to be like that, too. And now I'm like, oh. Yeah, and even though it's for different reasons, it's not the same reasons as them. I also feel that, like, dude, if I had, you know, just the money to I don't give a fuck, I would just come there, watch the Nick Diaz fight and then leave because I don't give a fuck about uh, I'd rather go to the buffet and chill. Yeah, no, especially watch Vegas, that fight. world famous buffets. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, of course. I would much rather do that than, yeah, watch any women's fight or anything. And at these buffets, you can go back for second place. You can go back for as many places as you want. They, they got a lot. You kidding of me? Stuff. Do you think I'm going to watch fucking uh, 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 Brian Ongo versus fucking Jim Bokanovsko? Get the some fuck out of here. Four foot five Never. rugby player versus Not a chance. some fake faggot cholo, Caucasian cholo. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I hope they both lose. And you could tell me it was the, you missed, it was the fight of the year. And I would tell you, who yeah. cares? Yeah, I could get, not me. So, I mean, yeah. What's the main event? Because I, that surely couldn't be that. That was Vakanako versus uh, Brian Ongo. Okay, That's so the, the way event. you said it, you said that fight first, then the the real main event. That that main event is the people's the main event. And that, and That's everyone knows nice. this is the this is a we're, we're going to start doing a thing called, called this is the freaks card. And this is uh, something that uh, it's sort of like an Easter egg. Or a hidden message, like if you're a sleuth, it's kind of like a uh, uh, like a little riddle. You can look at fight cards and you'll see the whole card. But if you're a freak, uh, only the the true card will appear to you. And yeah. this is a lot of times no fight at all will appear, and that means there is no card this Saturday. There is nothing happening, and uh, this there there is one fight. There this is a one fight card, but it's a big fight. And that's and- also a test. That means if you do watch that card and there is not a, a fight freak fuck on there. Uh, that means you are gay. Yeah, it means you've been gay this whole time. And you yeah, never you've been gay. Free. You've been exposed. And just go you ahead can... and keep watching all those fights, you yeah. little puppy. And don't bother coming back next week because yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Don't bother next week. Keep, watch, keep being a good little goy. Persona non grata. Keep watching the fights, buddy. I'll pat you on the head until you keep on watching. Keep and This is a great night for the freaks because, of course, we're going to steal the fight. Uh, uh, so you don't have to worry about that. And what's also great is you can, you know, this is, this is so great because it can start at 9. It's like the second or third fight on the card. We're going to be done by 10, boys. So this is perfect when you go to the down to real fights. Go to the buffet. Go to the buffet. Have yourself a couple of plates. uh, Sit down watch the uh, uh, the Nick Diaz fight. And then, you know what? Ask for your check and get the fuck out of there. You boil you do it whatever down you to want. just just the good stuff and like, man, this is awesome. Yeah, this is a great fight. And boom, it didn't take your whole night. It wasn't your whole thing. You can go catch a movie after that. Go you home. Go home. Shall go back to the buffet. Uh, uh, have a couple more plates. Chill. You don't care. Yeah, you don't care. There, there's never a problem of conflicting events. Oh, oh, the, this playoff game is happening. Oh, I don't know what to do. Or, you know, there's do, no do, problem at in all. Vegas, do they let you double dip on the buffet? Can if you leave, is that done? 
a lot of times they'll stamp your wrist. So, I mean, you can just say, oh, I left my keys in my car or whatever. <laughs> and then you back sit the back down at the pool. And come sit and back. Plugged back in, baby. Yeah. That's all, Reset that's all my timer. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very yeah. cool. Very cool. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm excited for that fight. Yeah, that, that's a great one that's for this the weekend. Huh? I love the I love these one fight cards. Yeah, they need to do more of them. They need more of them a lot of times. Well, the problem you know, is, is we get he, he he he's he always cuts it too close to the wire. You yeah, know, a lot of like, times if I got to think, no is this card. a free fight fuck card? Is this a free fight fuck fight? If I got to think about it, and I'm going eh, that it's a no. Oh, you know, and it's not hard to book. A lot of times, it's just, you're just you know, it never. A lot of times, I think they're worried about putting the this is the guy's number three in the rankings versus number four in the rankings. All that shit is gay. They need to get rid of that gay ass ranking thing. And it just, yeah. you know, who is popular? Who, who do the fans like? Which one, which one of these guys isn't a faggot? Who's the know? man and who's the man's man? And, yeah, and who, speaking of that, we're going to talk a little bit of wrestling now. Because okay. all, all our freak fuck fight fan know uh, that the, the who's the man's man that we're talking about. Who are we talking about? Uh, Becky Lynch. Oh, okay. Or she's the man, I guess, in the Seth Rollins. That's the man's man. Remember that shirt? Did you ever? Did you buy that? <laughs> uh, no, I bought it as a gift. It was a gift <laughs> for yourself or for who? <laughs> I know I got it as a gift. Oh, a little treat. Oh, okay. Somebody got it for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought you treated yourself. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, I want to talk uh, wrestling for about two seconds. Uh, uh, th- this is kind of you know it's funny. I haven't watched wrestling in so long. But I still feel like I constantly know what's going on. Like, I just picture it in my head, like, oh, yeah, I saw that card. Uh, you know, even though I didn't. But, but uh, all the podcasts I listen to, I listen to K100, and I yeah. listen to uh, uh, Jimmy Cornette, man. That's and the, between that's those two guys, I feel like I saw, I see it. That, between those two guys, I feel like I've seen the cards, and I also feel like I know more than anyone else who watched wrestling. Oh, you know, God. I press S to spit on anybody who watches weekly wrestling. Oh, I know. I know. But uh, um, honestly, well, I'm, I'm not going to cut you off. Go ahead, and then I'll say what I got to say about wrestling. Yeah, so here's my big update, and all the feet fight fuck freaks, keep your eye, ears peeled for this one because Mandy Rose has dyed her hair. She's now a uh, brunette, mm-hmm. and I, guys, we're in goat territory. Oh, this wow. is once in a generation. I'm saying maybe the best of all time. It's no. just good. God, man. I mean, it's fucking like my wife is not here right now. So I'm really <laughs> fucking I've been holding this in for like three or four days and I haven't had a moment to myself. But I've just been wanting to just kind of walk around the house and say, God damn, Mandy Rose. Look, you know, she looks so fucking good. I got her as a wallpaper right now and all that. <laughs> it will it will change right now. So yeah, it's just for a few hours. You got to pay homage for a few yeah, hours. My God, dude, even as a fucking I mean, just absolute. You thought it was getting stale, the blonde. He didn't think she could do so. He, well, here we fucking go. All these other girls of. You know, you got Sasha Banks looking like a fucking horse with bright green hair. All these other punk rock talk, black cock girls with <laughs> black lipsticks and fucking yeah. overdue eyeshadow. And Mandy Rose just changes her fucking hair. My good. One God, little man. tweak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Since the game when it said, well, I've always known she was a, a you know, all star. I always Dude, knew I picked the, I had I had a glass in my hand. And as soon as I had the moment, I said, you know, because she looks so goddamn good. I spiked that. There's glass everywhere right now. I got to see a picture of her, man. I got to see a picture of her. It might send me to freaking uh, psychiatric <laughs> a fit of rage. break. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. And, and what's so scary dude. is you have to be really ca- careful because if your girl comes in at that time, our mind, like when I'm in that fit of rage, dude, I'll fucking knock a fucking. I'll knock <laughs> I'll kill a, her. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll fucking. Kill her. 
Oh, dude, dude. I'll, I'll fucking I'll double kill, axe handle. Guil- and I'll plead guilty because you know what? I mean, it is what it is. Actually, I'll plead. I'll plead I honestly, think my, I, think my, I think my first I'll plead move not is, guilty. As soon as she came in through that door, I, I hit her for fucking kick to the gut and I'd go for it. <laughs> Shoot Stone Cold Stoner. And we'll see what kind of fucking damage this does. We'll see if she gets the message then. Yeah, that's but, uh, temporary insanity. <laughs> and I'm calling and I'm calling my shot now. So in case this does happen, we can point back to this podcast. I'm saying, yeah, I would plead not guilty as fucking a re- reason of mental disease or defect. <laughs> and it was that because I was driven uh temporarily insane. How many how many people has Mandy Rose killed? How many innocent women have died? Dude, you know, she remember she had that God. lesbian partner who couldn't be her partner anymore and had to go away for you know yeah, for, she even made that years. fucking horse uh that even made that fucking vermin. Look, look palatable just that being fucking derelict. Yeah. yeah she, oh my god. She made, yeah, she made her like damn passable. So that's one wrestling update. Uh, I had to throw out there. You got anything? Well, I, I'll say this. You know, I'm about to be. You know, I was a WWE. You know, I, I was an E drone. You were a huge E drone, dude. I was an E. I was getting ready to fucking kill you, dude. You know, I shoot hate E drones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people do. And I'm like, but you know, the one thing I'd have always said, and I, all the freaks know this, is that if you know, I'll stand by. You know, my convictions, if you know, if I say I'm an Edron, I'm not going to hide behind. Oh, no, I'm not. You know, and let I'm me stop e, you I'm... right there, because I, I, I will without hesitation. I'm not here right now. Obviously, I don't have the means and resources, but we got watchdogs on the field. And this isn't an order. It's just something to think about. I would without hesitation set up a pyre and I would have put uh, I would have put D-Raz on that. And I'd put a bunch of Kindle around his feet and I, and I would let I'll give him a chance. I, I would say, are you an Edron? <laughs> And then if he said, yeah, I'd like that bitch and I'd fucking cook his ass right on that roast. Well, listen, I mean, everyone's got their ways of dealing with it. But that's why that's why there's a reason I came to bring it up, because I know how you feel about this. And I know how everyone feels about it. And that's why I felt I needed to come and set the record straight because, yeah, I was an e-drone. I, and I, 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 for the longest time, I was an e-drone, even till several weeks ago, I thought, you know, I'm always going to be a WWE mark. I'm always that's the one I grew up with. That's what I'm. I'm always going to be gay. I'm always going to be a stupid faggot. You know. <laughs> well, essentially, but listen, yeah, at yeah. least I'm admitting it. You are sure, too. sure. I mean, yes. You, okay. Look, I, I yes. You've been a fan longer than me. I'm stuck in this gay world too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I, I was fine with it. Look, I, you know, I liked the WWE, and it came to, and I, you know, honestly. I thought, you know, that AEW fucking mud show, that cheap ass. Who the fuck watches that? Those those guys are the fat, balding idiots with no girls. And, and you're not you know, wrong. You're still you're not wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. But, you know, after the recent additions, they added a lot of guys to the product. OK. And then I started thinking, you know, they do do some things. That while I think are gay, like the garbage wrestling and the, and the blood and the Chris Jericho off the top. They do things I think are gay. I think, well, you know, they don't do that at WWE. And now I'm hearing, well, WWE is going to get sold soon to Disney or it's going to get sold to NBC. And I'm just here to say, like, I'm still a WWE mark. But if that happens, if they get sold to Peacock or to NBC permanently and it's no longer in the family and it's run by some faggot Disney corporation, I'm, go- I'm done. And I'll be an AEW fan. It's I'm, I'm already really close to going over to AEW because at least they've got real wrestlers. At least they're not afraid to show fucking, you know, blood. I don't know. I, I, you know, I, 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 I'm glad that you're transitioning. I'm not sticking with them if they go to Disney or some, you know, faggotry, uh, niggardry. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sticking with that. Look, it's as it is now, it's you're up to your chin and shit. You know, do you want to suffocate? Because it's an, it's not there. I don't know. It's not going to get better. Even if it stays as is, it needs to be fucking 
uh, yeah, Vince McMahon needs to be strangled. They're not trying to fix it. Yeah, they're not trying to fix it. Everything is just so fucking gay uh, 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 with uh, WWE and AEW is fucking gay too. But uh, it's at least gay in a way that it's it's fun to watch. You know, it's kind of like like I don't I don't like the LGBTQ. I don't want to see trannies fight. But it's kind of funny to me watching Jessica Andrade, Jessica Andrade with her swollen clit. It's kind of looking you know like a sailor well, see, they boy. They have a real tranny on there, and thankfully they job her out every week. Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah, uh, now that that is something. I there's it, 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 there's just enough mud show that it's kind of fun to laugh at, and, and I really don't watch it weekly at all. But I did watch that last pay per view. I bought it, and uh, look, wow. man, it was yeah, I enjoyed it. It was still gay. It. it was still stupid, but uh, it was watchable. It was fun to watch. You mildly enjoyed it. Yeah, and I didn't like really watch every single match. It was kind of just playing. But when I tuned in, I fucking liked it, dude. Look, and I will I'll say, say that- too, we're in, we are in a wrestling renaissance right now. Because the girls are still dressing nastier than ever. AEW's pretty fucking bold with their camera shots, big ups. And they got that weird old incest thing going on with the the Fafella monkey and negative <laughs> one. That's a. Still? I, mean, I, th- I don't know. I haven't checked listen, in like, on it, but like, it's, you know, not a lot re- of our gripes, it's not resolved. A lot, of, a lot of, listen, I'll say this a lot of our gripes with MMA and with boxing and certainly with wrestling, some of you faggots out there might be like, well, that ain't negative one hasn't been on the show for two months. Or and I just want you to know that exposes how fucking gay you are. Yeah. How fucking stupid and low IQ you are if you're complaining about something that's already been rectified. So if we're complaining about something and they already solved it or they already got rid of it and you guys are trying to correct us, well, fuck you. You're, you're the yeah, fucking fuck you. You, you clearly never you clearly never got it. And you never should have been here. Go listen to a different podcast because you don't understand what's going on here. Exactly. That much is clear. Well said. Oh, yeah. As, as far as uh, the AEW wrestling goes, uh, like you said, would you rather be up to your chin and shit or up to your chest and shit? I mean, I guess my chest. So that's why I'm th- right now. I'm, so I'm leaning AEW. If I had to choose today, I'm leaning. Did you AEW. see that Mud Show Outlaw clip I sent you with uh, Will Hobbs? I get couldn't it? get it on my phone. I never. Got oh, dude. It. Okay. Well, one of the top flight mulattoes. And here's a funny thing about that team. Top Will Hobbs looks pretty cool. I don't know. No, I like. I like. I. I. I'll never be former Niger fan, but I do like. The, yeah, he has got a great look. Got a good. Look. I, I. I want it on my TV show. Yeah, yeah. I, I want it on my wrestling show. And he, I don't. You know, I want the ratio to cool. go down. The ratio needs to change. Biggie Langston doesn't need to be the world champion. Oh, or that's like that. and that's the wrong kind of buff black. No, I know. I know. I know. I, yeah, that's the wrong. That's so gay. But. I will say there is a place Horrible. for some of them, and Powerhouse Hobbs is that be on the show. That's the place. Yeah, Biggie should not acting like no. a fucking Bobby Lashley. Uh, uh, I was fine with it. I was fine with that. Were you fine with Bobby Lashley? Yes, yes, I was fine. It belongs was, on there. I was fine with it. He belongs on there. Him and MVP. That was cool. Honestly, the whole hurt business. That was a fine thing. They keep them all on there. Don't add any more because that's already enough. Uh, but they had to go and fuck it up. And yeah. yeah. Biggie is the wrong one to go with. That's the wrong kind. And I, and yeah, oh, that is so embarrassing. You know, I, I, I saw these little gifts of him like fucking licking the money in the bank briefcase on the turnbuckle and like trying to hump it and shit. It's just like, it's just so fucking gay and not funny. Get fucking, ah, oh, I, I can't wait for him to get the rope. Listen, if I was, let's say that was boxing and that was actually, I don't want him title. to get the rope. I want him to keep doing when he's doing an amplifier. Let's give him a bigger platform. And no, look, if that was the WBC belt to the IBF belt and I was in the rankings for that and someone did that, I, I, w- I would make a public announcement. I would write a letter to the IBF or the WBC and tell them, take me out of the rankings. I'm not fighting for that belt. I don't, I, I don't want to be in the vicinity. And you know what? That, that would be a good time for Teddy Allen to chime in. Like, say, you know, it reminds me of Jack Dempsey. You know, because <laughs> Jack Dempsey also refused to fight uh, those types of guys. 
And, and, and you know, people can. That would be a modern day Jack Dempsey. You, you can argue this. I think that's what made him great. Let, let, admit to me this. Jack Dempsey was great, right? Yes. So we all admit he was great. Yep. And we all have our own opinions why. Yeah. And I think that's why he was great. And I think that's why most of us think he is great. I think so. Uh, but no, so so he was going up against uh, there, there's this like real, it's me of Jack. He always says he reminds me like he was there or something, like he was in the corner. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, well, like, yeah, like he had cognizant thoughts of Jack Dempsey, you know, <laughs> while it was happening. Like, he went through, Dude, I can't, I can't say that really reminds me of you know the bronze era, you know, I yeah. wasn't fucking there. Yeah, that really reminds me of the 94 Lake uh, Chicago Bulls. I really reminds me of Michael Jordan in his heyday, 1988. <laughs> I really. Very reminiscent. Like I was through four. He went through four training. And don't don't bring up that sport again. Uh, that's your final warning on that. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I know the rules. Uh, yeah, I got me real flustered. Okay, so that so that tag team shitter team top flight. Uh, I, I don't know what, what happened to the other guy, but but the one guy <laughs> they always showcase. He's one. He, he's like the. Uh, he's kind of like a good case on why you should always stay within your race, you know, because you got this fucking abomination of a of a human being. He has white skin as if he were, you know, fucking Nordic. Uh, uh, he, he, then he has orange hair, you know, like he's a, a fucking ginger. But then he has these black ape-like features and then blue eyes or something. Just he oh has, he's God. no, he's sounds every like, race. Sounds and like no, someone went wild on the creative character. Yeah, he's every race and no race and it's disgusting. And he looks like all of Steph Curry's kids. And every time you see a fucking race, you know, some kind of some white bitch link up with, you know, become a coal burner you know burn some coal well, it sounds nine, like power nine months later they shit out one of these things they're always disgusting and uh th this is another featureless powerhouse Hobbs felt the same way i guess a featureless cretin and uh, uh yeah but anyways uh, it was kind of based muy basado mm -hmm. uh basado <laughs> as they say in spanish for, for okay. all of our mexican listeners again a lot no, of those i know actually. they're out there yeah muy basado and for and, and this is the last tangent I'm gonna go on this, but I and you, you said that in Spanish for the uh, Spanish contingency out there that's yes. listening, and uh, I know in popular culture they want to pretend that they don't exist and they're not out there, you know, plotting against other races. Well, they yeah. are, and they're right here on this show, and they listen. Yeah. yeah, and look, even though I do have that blood in me, I'm not. I don't like to identify with that much, but it is there. So I don't want to be around it, but I don't have the same kind of hate or vitriol as I have towards some of the other things. I will I will let one of those people kind of slate clean, come as you are, and I'll see how I think about you. No, that's what I said. I'm in the same exact around. position you are. You know, same. And exact what's position. even funny is you even you have a lot more of that. You know, you know, you know, you're um, this is this is something for the Gen One fight freaks. Uh, uh, but D-Raz is I'm, I'm not going to reveal that, but he is. He is a he is some kind of a mutt and similar than I. Am. Well, yeah, I mean, he has the phenotype of all the brown. Features. I would say, yeah, the genetic phenotype. There, there was, but, a, I guess, but a, your name. A, there your was a lottery, and someone got one, and then the other guy got the other half of the pie yeah, chart. Yeah. And we got a lot of like mix and match of like the best and worst of both. Yeah, yeah, you know? well, yeah. I'm like, so I'm not complaining or anything. I'm just saying that. Yeah, it, yeah. It just it, is what it is. So I'm one one guy definitively is one thing, and one guy is definitively the other thing. Yeah, and, and there's and, a lot yeah. of pros and cons being distributed throughout <laughs> that. I took some very bad things, not favorable. You took some very bad things, you know, wh whatever. Uh, well, you could have changed, you know, the name thing could have been controlled. And that's well, that's what I want to tell you about. It could have mitigated it. it and this is this is going to be news Mike to or you. something like that. It would have mitigated it. This is going to be news to you because nobody bothered catching you up on this. But I will tell you this. Your name wasn't always uh, whatever the D&D &D <laughs> RAS stands for. 
if let's say if it was Diego, if it was <laughs> your name, wasn't always that they had a much more Eurocentric name plan for you. But after about four months, when they saw that he's not grown out of that tan, uh, they gave you that name. So well, you mean I was out of the womb and I didn't have a name? No, 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 no. You had it. You had a more Eurocentric name. Well, they just what do you mean? They just started calling me something else before I got my social. Oh, because it was card. like, oh, dad, this is not what he was going to look like. Because they looked at me and they said, okay, he looks like that. This the next one is going to look like that too. And so they had a more Eurocentric name. What was in the mind for you? And this isn't my name, but what is the name? Oh, I I I, I honestly don't remember. It, it it was like Yale or or something, you know, <laughs> something like that. Wait, so you mean G A not G A I L but G A E L E yeah yeah it was something like that or Brandon or Alexander <laughs> something like that but then they oh, saw Alexander. but then they saw like oh god this is not you know All we'll right, just well, give him the Diego name it's either Diego or Guadalupe or <laughs> yeah yeah they switched it they called an audible uh, <laughs> really I didn't know you could do that that's pretty yeah funny. yeah yeah it was, it was one of the things but anyways. So, so this top flight guy, this this featureless, I don't know what tangent we go anyway. This featureless Cretan, he's in there with Will Hobbs, and Will Hobbs obviously should ragdoll him because because this mutt is only about 160 pounds, and uh, he's flying around, you know, like like a little fucking bat. And uh, anyways, he, he does a, a suicidal for lucha fans. He does that over the top rope, and and Will Hobbs is not in position to catch him. And he's kind of bent over a little bit. And this motherfucker, Swanton dives. You know, he does the mojito press, whatever it's called. He fucking does in, in his back. See the sunrise. Yeah, his back lands, you know, from. And he got fucking airtime. I will, I will give this, this little mutt. He, he does have that attribute. He can fucking take off. He jumps <laughs> over uh, our boy Hook. He oh, jumps shit. over him, who's in the ring, clears him, and then goes over the top rope. Perfect Swanton tequila mojito. Lands on his, his torso hits kind of the slightly hunched over will hobbs in the fucking head and will hobbs is seeing that he's about to get jumped on so he's trying to come up like he, he's trying to straighten up and his he just rams his head into this guy's torso and i was so excited to hear fucking cornet talk about this but they didn't fucking mention a cornet in the great brian last they didn't catch they didn't catch this his fucking catch it? no dude he got knocked the fuck out he falls his head he falls straight back his head bounces off the fucking floor Hobbs like the back of his, the other guy Hobbs because this oh, guy landed shoot. on his head the back of his head and uh yeah no his fucking head bounced and dude he never shook it and that they kept they kind of mentioned like yeah you know it's kind of sloppy towards the end dude he was barely fucking conscious uh they was either the greatest the job of selling I've ever seen or he was fucking out he still finished the fight but it, go watch that it's on I YouTube I'll, I'll send you the link Send me the uh, link, yeah. Yeah, well, if you go if you go on the AEW YouTube and then, like, go on uploads, just kind of go back a couple weeks and you'll see the Hobbs versus Top Flight Mulatto, whatever it's called. They didn't, and so they didn't come it's, it, their, their YouTube clip starts right before that and gives you the whole end of the match. It's like four minutes. But, dude, it, it, I, that could have been fucking bad. Wow, that's insane. I didn't know that. He lands right on his head, and, and Will Hobbs' head fucking does the basketball bounce, man. Good that's shit. Fucked. See, if that was in WWE, I think they would have fired that guy because they certainly are trying to push Hobbs or at least have him figured in much more than this top-flight jobber guy. Could you imagine if, like, some jobber uh, – I'm not even, like, a jobber. Could you imagine if Perry Saturn, like, knocked out The Rock or something in a match on accident? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, he would have got put in a, in a match of Bradshaw and Farouk, and they would have fucking <laughs> stiffed him. 
<laughs> they would have fucking fucked him up. And not only would that have happened to bury him, that also would have been his last match on TV ever <laughs> for the company. Let me see what's going on in the fucking the one the gay world of boxing and see if we got anything. You got anything else you got to bring up this week, man? Uh, no, uh, I'm that's um, a shame they didn't bring that up on the podcast. I probably uh, fast forwarded right past it. Um, but uh, look at this no, card I'm, Saturday I'm, night by Showtime: Stephen Fombolo versus uh, Steve versus Brandon Figamino. Are you? Oh, that's a really that's a really big fight in the gym that I'm from. They're really excited about that fight. Why? I don't know. They're both. It's a unification fight for the hundred at 122 pounds. The dude in the nineties that would have barely got a cliff note on the fucking update of the boxing. What well, you know? What's time. crazy? Not only is that not happening, that belt uh, actually got pushed to uh, November twenty seventh. Oh, so that's not even happening. No, it was going to happen, but yeah, it got pushed to November twenty seventh because of a you. You know the Juneteenth holiday. Uh, I'm not. Are you serious? What that? What did that have to do with anything? No, because Stephen Fulton, he does it. He's a big part of Juneteenth in his hometown or whatever. Are you serious? Well, no, because they have like a parade or whatever. I don't know. It's in fucking Maryland. Didn't it already happen? We're in fucking September. Yeah, no, no, but he's a part of some committee that does a lot. And this is the time of the year that they prepare for it, I guess. Oh, I don't know if this is a psyop job by D-Raz or if this is real, but it sounds good enough to me. Well, listen, all I will tell you is it (sighs) didn't get postponed on November 27th. Yeah, well. Well, I hope his buck, I hope his back gets broke in that fight. And he can plan plan Juneteenth for the rest of his life. For for anyone, for anyone uh, that's been with us since the beginning, I know we don't do too many episodes, but uh, we actually, this is, I mean, we're probably the number one podcast for for Stephen Fulton or or Steve, yeah, Stephen Fulton. We're probably his number one supporters or, no one's ever talked. Is he about the press S to spit guy? He's the press S to spit guy. He's the original one. Oh, that that you know that really. I felt that we went a little hard on him, but hearing he's fucking pushing back fights so he can do the Juneteenth preparation. <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. Press S to, well, to listen, spit. Listen, it's either that or listen. I, I'm going to say this because, and we want to be fair to you guys. And you know, we, this is a full disclosure for you. With the reason we do this is for you guys. Look, September seventeenth so tonight, Jesse Hart versus Mike Guy. I don't even got to mispronounce that name. Are you fucking kidding me? It's uh, they pushed it back. Uh, either that or someone tested positive for COVID nineteen. I don't know which one. It's one or the other. It's probably a little bit of both. You know what they say about the truth? It's always probably somewhere in between. So COVID nineteen and the Juneteenth festival. Hold hold alt hold alt and press S to shoot. Uh, Stephen, <laughs> what's his name? Fulton. Fulton. Well, what about his opponent, Brandon Figueroa? <sighs> Hasn't the boat moved past him? Haven't we left him in the dust? Is this the brother well, we or is this the cousin? His... This is the brother of... Uh, oh, my Omar. God. 122. Only in 2021 can you be the brother of an absolute shitter and get main event fucking slots. Not only main event slots, but I guarantee that's a main event pay per view. I guarantee. I guarantee Six, that. Sixty five ninety nine. I'm looking at it right now. Sixty five ninety nine. Oh shit! Are you to serious? watch Stephen Fulton versus uh Bomar Bo- uh Bomar Bingham Romo's brother and no one's Brandon the top rope. That's the cool undercard. Arais Al Al uh Lim versus uh Edu Edu Wong uh Edu Wong you know Raiz, yeah. All these guys, my coach and all of them, they, they love these guys. It's gonna be a great fight. Right. And I, you know, I just have to sit there and shake my head like yeah, have I'm some standards. 
I know, but listen, I, it's a business. I'm trying to get no, in. No, no, them. I'm telling them have some standards. Well, they they fucking I don't know. There's no fixing those people, man. They love this shit. It's you it's know, it's shit. like look, I, I'm, it, I'm it, and it's shit. It is shit. I like buffet, but I'm not gonna fucking spend any money on uh. Well, what's that Mexican uh, buffet in, in Oklahoma City? This disgusting. I don't know if it's Expressway. <laughs> is it Chilinos? I don't know. <laughs> Chilinos isn't a buffet. Is, uh, which one is, is that buffet? Very popular uh, place, though. On Northwest Expressway, that buffet. Oh, man. Fuse? No, 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 no. Fuse is awesome. Yeah, no. Fuse, I'll drop some ducats. Uh, <laughs> you know but so unfortunately, funny? the price wait, wait, is so cheap. One. You, you know what's of- so funny? I, I'm going to help you remember it. But Fuse, and Chilinos is right across the street from Fuse. So that really might be, I don't know. But, isn't uh, that a buffet? No, Fuse, no, no, but Fuse, I'll say this, Fuse yeah. is marketed as a Vegas-style buffet. It's my favorite restaurant of all time, and I'll have you know. I, oh, yeah, I, now I, that you have been in Vegas, tell me. I live in Vegas. I haven't been to one, one single buffet, not oh, a single man. buffet since I've been here. And now I can't because I'm very, you know, it's a, I'm struggling with the scale every single day yeah, of my yeah. life, so I don't know when I'll ever get to. But I, I from here, whenever I – After if, your first fight, dude. That, that after my first – Fuse is supposed to be like these buffets, and that's the best restaurant of all time. Fuse, in my book. So uh, if if that's the case, I, I'm really in for something crazy. Wait, Ponchos yeah. is that on Northwest Expressway? I don't. I've never been there. I don't know. Yeah, that's disgusting, dude. Look at that fucking buffet. Were you saying that's where Omar Figueroa works or whatever? I don't know where I was going. Oh no, that's what I was saying. Is like, look, like them. You gotta have some standards. I know we all like fights, and you want to watch every fight. But, but I'm sorry, Stephen Fulton versus uh. uh Omar Figanono's brother is I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to pay for that. And I'm a buffet guy. I'm not going to go to Poncho's Mexican. Yeah, well, you got to wonder, you got to where is Angelo Leo fit into all of this? You know? No, you don't got it. No, you should never wonder that. You should <laughs> never care. You should never, that should never cross your That's mind. That's the four, the three Kings is uh, the three Kings, Angelo Leo, Omar Figueroa's brother and uh, Stephen Fulton or whatever. Voltron, Stephen Voltron. So that yeah, and, and that that sadly is that that is the three that is the three kings of of modern day boxing. At one twenty two, yeah, and when, since when does one twenty two pounds get to be on a pay per view? That's insane. No one's head goes over the top rope. Oh, and it's actually seventy five ninety nine. The sixty four <laughs> is if you have a subscription to uh to to the three kings. Well, I'm sure they're gonna do great numbers. I'm sure this is gonna just fly off the shelf that pay per view. Do they not get it by now? It's no. been it's been 50 years. They not understand how this works. No, because there's a couple of guys out there who are gonna buy it. They're gonna make six hundred and forty five dollars off the pay per view <laughs> and that's gonna be worth oh it doesn't cost much to stream. Ah, you know, whatever. <laughs> and and we just keep bleeding. getting it. I mean all of these companies have to be bleeding. The only ones who are making good money I guess are the fucking sanctioning bodies. They get paid oh, money. yeah. And did you see that that Caleb Plant versus uh Saul Canelo Alvarez that they're fighting, they're literally fighting for like the Mohican title or whatever? It's like some it's some new Aztec belt. And that's not a joke, it's not a rib. No, yeah, the, the WBC shoot. probably they do that shit all the time. I'm yeah, yeah, it's the special Mayan temple belt. Uh, and yeah, it's funny, they always say it's real expensive. This is made with this lead, and they all look like uh, toy belts. They, oh god, it's it, belt. It's it, it's it's fucking embarrassing. Hopefully we, we get a fucking nerd like uh, uh, Tony Khan to come and buy boxing, you know, oh, and, shit. And, and we could just go ahead and do the mud shows, you know, go, go ahead. Uh, dude, the mud shows would be an improvement over this because this is like it's wor- this is worse than a mud show because they're not even trying. At least mud shows, they try in the wrong ways. They try. It's incorrect. These guys are like not even trying. They're like, hey, you know, the, the thing is bleeding. It's bleeding out. And he's drunkenly, oh, yeah, yeah, it's bleeding. I mean, yeah. that's not, it's not it's, it is, it is. <laughs> that's it. So, I mean, 
at least Tony Khan. Yeah, I'll write him a letter to buy boxing. Oh, yeah, he should. Buy boxing and cancel it. Fuck it. I, mean, I, I don't buy care. Buy boxing and then make all the champions job to Kenny Omega and all the guys. I'd be fine with that. I would be fine with that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be hilarious, dude. <laughs> that'd be awesome. And they'd go along with it. They'd all go along with it. Every Johnny Humberto would fucking lay down for uh, Kenny Olivia easily. Well, they fucking better. Yeah, Jermondrell Charlo gets snapped in half by Kenny when he sees what a real-sized person is supposed to weigh. What I would love is you'd probably get guys like Charles say, man, I ain't doing that. Not man, they ain't real. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. You know, they would be doing that, so, you know, not wanting to do the job to Kenny Olivier. Meanwhile, Kenny Olivier is having fake fights of Steamboat and Humberto selling out 15,000 seat arenas <laughs> and, and, and uh, the Jumanjalo brother man, in the in this in the crowd dwindles every fucking time. And they're and they still there doing their real boxing. Uh, yeah, I, real. I, I hope that happens. Well, the look, look uh, there, you know, we, that, that, that one's for free, uh, Tony. That one will be that idea. We just gave you that's a free one. So go ahead and do that and just watch the money pile up. <laughs> yeah. Then, then we could watch uh, uh, Teddy Atlas talk about how uh, <laughs> uh, Kenny, Kenny Omega reminds him of fucking uh, 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 who's another, no, no, who's another good one? Dick, is there one that's like Dick? The, uh, is he gonna rem- liken him to a wrestler or to a boxer? <laughs> <laughs> no, like like an old timey boxer. <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah, there has to be some legend. Reminds me of Hulk Hogan or someone not even that old. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny Omega reminds me <laughs> of Chris Benoit. Yeah. Then we can have our worlds finally cross as you oh, know, as fucking man. Jim Cornette shoots him down. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then and then Jim Cornette shooting on this Anthony Joshua. Oh, he, no, he'd be shooting on a fucking uh uh what's his name? Teddy Atlas for making those <laughs> comparisons. But oh, you know, yeah. Teddy Alice always protects himself. Like, look, I, I know I'm not one of the guys. I know this is not my domain. But uh, yeah. and then he makes some brass and fucking statement, you know. <laughs> and then yeah, Jim Cornell like, well, then he'll be like, yeah. And then he said, then he should shut the fuck up if it's not <laughs> talking about uh, Kenny Omega reminds him of. Uh, now, I, I'd love to see Ken write out on Brian Lasko. Tony, so the I get yeah, like it's, it's the exact same show to me, dude. It freaks me out. That it's like the exact same dynamic. Ken Rido and Kenny uh, Brian Lass or whatever, they sound the same to me. I'm sure they look the same. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, it's wild, dude. All right, man. Uh, you got you got anything else this week? I don't know. I don't know if we even finished the point we were making, but yeah. Yeah, fuck it. I think I think we're at a good stopping point. Uh, point look, look, if you're out there, if you're listening, hit us up at superfightfreakspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear. Uh, as, as far as reviews and ratings, don't give a fuck. Don't bother doing it. Don't care. Who cares? And here's the thing. The faster this podcast succeeds, the sooner it is that we have to stop doing it. So. Exactly. So, I mean, if you like it, just listen to it in silence. Don't, you don't have to tell anyone. It, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. People are out there. People are listening. Uh, again, we do this for the freaks. We do this for the sickest people out there, the absolute degenerates. And, and you know, and, and you know, what's sad is we're the degenerates now. We're, we're the sick freaks. 15 years ago, we, 20 years ago, we'd been heroes. <laughs> we would have been heroes amongst men, but things have changed. And uh, we're just doing this for other people that feel the same way that, you know, hopefully it'll spark some conversation. You'll hear what we said and You'll, you'll, hey, you'll, well, real quick. Uh, the here are the heroes of today. Did you, you remember you, you, you've seen CM Punk's entrance, right? His first big entrance in AEW. Yeah, yeah. You see that, that, that guy crying in the crowd? No. What? You didn't see that? You don't remember that clip? There was a guy like visibly, he was holding his hand out to CM Punk, like to feel the energy and oh, crying. 
No, you don't remember that? No. Oh, okay. Well, it I was going to ask you to estimate his age because it looked like he was about 22. Oh, but uh, I, I saw trending on, on uh, I, I can't name where I saw this, but uh, it was that guy taking a picture of CM Punk. He's 43. He looks like he's, he looks like he has kids older than CM Punk. Uh, and, you know, and guys like that, those are the heroes. Well, we're the degenerates. Yeah, yeah, those guys are the heroes and we're, we're the degenerates. But like I said, I just hopefully I wouldn't have it any other way, though. You know, I wouldn't have it. Yeah, hopefully you hear what we're saying and then you take our talking points and make them your own talking points. Yeah. And then you go to your friends and say what we said verbatim like it's your own original idea. That's what I want to happen. And then, you know, a wave starts across. You know, I, I want someone who's an MMA fan, who's yeah. been a lifelong MMA fan, to go to his friend, and his friend says, oh, aren't you excited for the UFC 294? Let me tell you something. If, and then if he, he tells him, she, that's fucking gay. Or, you know, just exactly. flips on a dime. That's what I want to happen. That's and how he, you pay it forward, guys. Not with you know, review. While you guys are out there, while our watchdogs are out there red-pilling people and letting everybody know what's really going on, anytime somebody makes a point that, that you don't know how to say, uh, you don't know how to respond to it, just go, just go. <laughs> You just don't okay. get it, do you? <laughs> you really don't get it, you know, and, and and regroup, you know, leave that alone. Step back. Yeah. And if you have to get violent, if that's if that's an option, <laughs> you get fucking violent. Well, again, just do that. You don't tell you to tell them they don't get it. And yeah. then if they the a little head press- smack, a little head push when you say that that's a face shove, <laughs> that's fucking golden. No, 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 no. But I wouldn't do the I, the face. The, that's the last resort. You did. T- you just don't get it. And if they keep pressing you, you kind of sternly say, hey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm starting to get mad. <laughs> you don't get it. And, and then, when you say when you say I'm starting to get mad, grab a little uh, handful of their cheek. And, or maybe and, grab their wrist. If you, you know, if you grab their wrist real hard and pull it up. <laughs> hey, I'm starting. I'm, oh, you're starting to piss me off. You're cruising. <laughs> you're cruising for a bruising, son. <laughs> Yeah. And, then, and then, but to reiterate that you're not getting mad that they're right, you say, you know, you're starting to piss me off. I've already explained this to you. And then, and, I, and, and, I, and, I, and I will say there's a lot of states, especially if you're in the Bible Belt, it, it, and uh, I don't know if our friends overseas if this applies, but when you grab that wrist and you say you're starting to piss me off, son, if they resist that at all, uh, you I mean, can. That's you, an act of aggression. That's an act of aggression, and you can defend yourself. You can, yeah, you can legally defend yourself, and you and you can tell them I tried to explain this to you. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you can't go your- for the strike yet. You can't you can't go for the fist or anything yet. You grab the wrist. You you hold the wrist as hard as you can. And you say you're starting to piss me off. And in that moment, you can't punch them. Then you can't attack them or shoot them then. But if they start to resist against that wrist lock that you got on them, then now you can defend yourself. And, and the beauty of that move and what I think a lot of people what a lot of non freaks are missing right there is that you've already got the control. Yeah. So they're already at like a 70% disadvantage. You've already got the drop on them. So you you tell them you start to piss me off. You grab the wrist. You squeeze it as hard. You put all your yeah. strength into that wrist squeeze. You make it as hard as you possibly can. And then if they try to punch you, I mean, they're already at a very, you know, they're at a serious disadvantage. And there's so many things you can do. You can go for a hip toss, drag down, hit yeah, the rope. Punch them right in the face, headbutt them. There's anything you can do right there. I like to go. I, I like to go one hand wrist control. And the other hand, I go for single collar tie up. Uh, 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 oh, yeah. right there, yeah, yeah, right there, and start raining some knees on them, and, <laughs> yeah. and then, yeah, and then that explained them. I, 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 that, 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 whatever point you're trying to get across, whether it's by wrestling or boxing or MMA or something political, that's what you do. You, you say your thing, and if they clearly know more about it than you, you, you brush it off. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you just don't get it, man. And if they, you know, they, they say something like you're an idiot, then you know, then you say, okay, you're, you're starting to piss me off right now. 
right about now. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. Okay, it's easy. It's easy, guys. So yeah, that, that's what you do. Instead of uh, writing a review or saying how much you love the show, uh, go out know, there and do that. Arm yourself with this knowledge. Find somebody take, to, to risk grab this week. Take that, care of your own business. See. That's how you guys can help us. That's how you support this channel. Yeah, that's you, how we know you're out there. You risk grab some fucking little uh, tranny out there. We'd really <laughs> yeah, you got to do it to someone who's. <laughs> yeah, don't pick you... out some Will Hobbs motherfucker. You got to <laughs> really. This, on, this is your first vastly sub- inferior to you. You got this one way smaller than you. Someone that if they read about it, they'd be like, what an asshole. Why would he even do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's who it's most effective against. Yeah, you want to level up on this slowly. Yeah, that's why I think it has its best results, honestly, is if you can do it to a, a very small man or a very weak woman or some train, something like that. Uh, you don't want to do it to someone of equal or greater strength because then, you know, I, I heard a great man say th- this week, he who learns their skill quickly uh, dies quickly. So you don't want to go from zero to 100 in this, uh, you know, because you will fucking <laughs> yeah. get checked. Yeah, you'll get fucking <laughs> heat checked real quick. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, so, so be careful out there. Stay safe, uh, but grab those risks nonetheless. Nonetheless, yeah, keep it going. Uh, with that said, you got anything else? That's it. All right, it's been another week. Peace out, bye. Bye.